Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the Gospel record of Luke. The Gospel record of Luke in chapter number one. The Gospel record of Luke in chapter number one. We're opening up this series of the Gospel record of Luke and taking our time as we walk through the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we start with the Gospel record of Luke as he goes through all the preparatory work before Jesus Christ comes. What was all the things necessary? What did God put in order to prepare for the coming of the Lord? Well, he had started off that there was a man by the name of Zecharias. Zecharias was a priest and during his course of time of serving in the temple, an amazing thing happened is that Zecharias had been had an encounter with an angel. Now Zecharias and his wife Elizabeth were 80 years old, but they had prayed for a child and desired a child for a long time. And this angel had presented and said, guess what Zecharias? You and your wife are going to be expecting well, he's 80 years old and he says, um, how does this happen? And the angel said, well, since you don't believe me, you need proof. You can't speak until your child is born. Well, he wasn't able to speak, but um, as time went on, he was able to go home from his course, went home and uh, went with Elizabeth. And now an 80-year-old lady is now expecting. She is now about six months along when the angel went to go speak to Mary. Mary's a 15-year-old girl at this time. She's pledged to be married, but is not married yet. And they haven't done anything illegal, immoral, or unbiblical. And she had been keeping herself pure. And this angel popped in and said, congratulations, you're going to have a child. And she goes, um, how can this be? Which some logistics are there. How does this work if I don't know man? And the, God, and the angel said, listen, God's going to do something special. And he's going to bring the Holy Spirit, nothing uncouth, nothing immoral, nothing lewd. But the Holy Spirit is going to supernaturally produce a child inside of you. And this, these things are going to happen. And to prove it, your cousin Elizabeth is six months expecting. You know her, she's 80 years old and she's expecting. And with that, we now pick up the story right after the angel departs and tells Mary that her cousin is expecting. Notice with me in uh, Luke chapter one, notice with me in verse number 39. The gospel record of Luke chapter one and verse 39. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judea. And entered into the house of Zecharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped, it leapt inside of her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. 
And lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped within my womb for joy. And blessed is he, she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told of her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich hath he sent away empty. He hath helped his servant Israel and remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed for ever. And if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, would you mark a phrase that we find in the gospel record of Luke in chapter number one? The gospel record of Luke in chapter one, and notice the phrase in verse number 47. Luke 1, 47, my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. And with this, we want to see this in fact, maybe we want to subtitle this, How Did Mary See Jesus? How did Mary see Jesus? If you don't mind, let's go to the Lord together and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for you being a wonderful God. And as we come to you and see this wonderful story here, this historical account, let us learn more about you. Let's see how you're glorified and you're honored through here. And let's see how Mary sees herself in the midst of this biblical encounter. Thank you, Lord, for this. I Best I know how I surrender myself to you, my thoughts, my ambitions, my goals. I'm asking that you direct this message the way that you see fit, that you can do the most good and glorify your own name through it. Fill me with your spirit even now, and we can trust you to get your work accomplished. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, as we go through the gospel record of Luke, it seems like chapter 1 is the one that is most avoided. Meaning that you can't wait to get to chapter 2. Chapter 2, Jesus is born. And you got the shepherds and you got the angels singing the highest. And you've got the their, um, Mary and Joseph going into uh, the manger and having the manger scene. But chapter 1 is so important in the idea that this is the consummation. This is where Jesus Christ is first formed and is starting to grow within the womb of Mary. And see the encounter that happens. Now we know that God has already prepared this. And by the way, isn't God a good God? That here is a girl who's been told that she is going to supernaturally have a child. Now, if she had told anyone about this, they would all look at her like she was crazy. Hey, I'm going to have a child and I'm not, I'm a virgin and I've never known man. I mean, they lock you away from such things like that. And because it's not possible, it doesn't happen. And so in order to prove, in order for there to be proof to Mary that this was true, they, God had allowed Elizabeth, an 80 year old lady to become expecting a child. 
And that's an impossible thing too for an old lady, 80 year old to be able to have a child and to be able to, be, to uh, carry the child to term and that the child was going to be used. And we're going to see more about the child later. But here the angel told Mary, go see for yourself. You need proof. Here's evidence. Here's some things to strengthen your faith. Elizabeth is expecting a child now. Well, notice what Mary does as we start here. Let's start off with this idea that Mary recognized her Savior. Or sorry, Elizabeth recognized her Savior. Elizabeth recognized her Savior. Let's pick this story up in verse number 39. And Mary arose in those days. So the Holy Spirit came to speak to her. The angel spoke to her. In those days, she went to the hill country with haste into the city of Judea. Let's pause. Bible geography. Remember, she is from a small little town called Nazareth in a location of near the Sea of Galilee. In between Galilee and Judea is another country called Samaria. Now, normally, what would happen that the Jewish people would ignore a and avoid Samaria. And so she would cross the Jordan River, go to the Jordan River, cross again to go to the hill country, which is in Judea. So when we see this, we could see that this is a big travel. 15 years old, she is going to travel to a different country to go visit her Elizabeth. The whole time there, she's trying not to tell anybody what the angels told her. So she's traveling. Can you imagine what she's thinking? Remember, this isn't a car ride. This is going to be a little journey. Do you think that there's something in her mind, that in her flesh that said, you know what? That was a dream. It was messed up. You had too much pepperoni pizza. Do you think that might have came into her? That doubt? I mean, I'm expected. How does this work out? And so she travels and it's a little bit of a time of a travel. Finally, she arrives at her cousin Elizabeth's house, verse 40, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. So let's play it out in your mind. Let's use her divine imagination. Mary arrives. She's already welcomed. She knocks on the door, opens up. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Notice the reaction, verse 31. And it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation. Remember, this is the greeting. All right, so Mary just arrives. She hasn't been there for a while. She just arrives. Elizabeth hears the greeting. Elizabeth, are you home, Elizabeth? And it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. This is going to be important in a second. So let's imagine, if you don't mind using our divine imaginations. Mary knocks on the door. Elizabeth? Elizabeth? Maybe Elizabeth, in my mind, she's washing dishes. And all of a sudden, Elizabeth? And she hears her name. And inside, the little baby inside of her. Start sleeping around like he's excited. Remember, his name's going to be John the Baptist. It's all right for Baptist people to be excited. Amen. And the babe inside is like, yay! Woohoo! And Elizabeth's, whoa, what's this? And immediately she's filled with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That the Holy Spirit's going to take control. And the Holy Spirit is going to give Elizabeth information that she could not have beforehand. Notice verse 42. And she spake out with a loud voice. So Elizabeth is washing dishes. She hears, Elizabeth, 
Elizabeth, the babe starts leaping around. She's filled with the Holy Spirit and she feels like she needs to say this. And Elizabeth, washing dishes, sets it down and speaks out with a loud voice. Notice that loud voice. Again, that carries the idea that maybe she's washing dishes. She's in a different room. She hears the voice of Mary. She hasn't seen Mary yet. She hears the voice of Mary. God now directs her. And she with a loud voice is calling out to the other room as she's starting to go there. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Pause. How did she know Mary was expected? There was no cell phones, no telegraph, no radios, no texting, no emails, no communication. She was in a different country. So even the rumors have not caught up. And so she arrives, knocks on the door. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Elizabeth in the other room, the babe moves. The Holy Spirit comes upon her and gives Elizabeth information she could not know any other way. And turns around and says, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. You know, the first person who recognized Jesus was a babe inside of the womb. The second person who recognized it was the mother. And she announces even before seeing Mary, blessed art thou and blessed is the one in the womb. How did she know she was, Mary was expected? Except that God gave her information she could not have herself. Notice this, verse 43 and whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Notice there's a second revelation. Not only is Mary expectant, but Elizabeth, because of the Holy Spirit, not of herself, because of the Holy Spirit, says, my Savior, my Lord is in that womb. Notice she directs it. It's not just Mary. My Savior's there. My Savior. Who am I that my Savior's coming to my house? I know that he's, she's, he's, he's in the womb, but my Savior's coming to my house. She recognized that Mary was expected, and she recognized the child that was in her. With information that was not a, known to her. No way she could have known. But the Holy Spirit, that's why it said that she was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave her information she could not have known any other way. Now remember, why is Mary here? Is she just on vacation? Does she just need a break from Joseph? She just, you know, doing sightseeing? She is here under the direction of the angel to kind of give her evidence and proof that the babe was supernatural and it was from God. So imagine on the trip, I wonder what this is real. I wonder if this is happening. I wonder if the angel was just pepperoni pizza. And as soon as she knocks on the house, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, she hears the salutation and Elizabeth says, it's you, Mary. And guess what? Blessed is the child in your womb. That's my savior. Do you think that was some good evidence backing up right then? To hear someone else give a confirmation of what the angel said without knowing that Mary didn't tell her this. Mary didn't say, hey, I had this. And Elizabeth said, yeah, I agree with you. That's probably true. Elizabeth reported this without knowing anything. 
Now remember, it's God that's doing this. The Holy Spirit, who is God, gave her information she could not know for the purpose of encouraging Mary. This was of God. Now again, if you were in Mary's boat, wouldn't you need some evidence? Wouldn't you need some like backing up? And it's not like she's showing here. This is still new. She's not showing at all. And Elizabeth says, blessed is my savior. I know who that is. God told me who it is. What an amazing event. Verse 44. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Oh, she's saying, guess what? I know it's true because the babe inside of me said, that's him! That's him! And the little Baptist is excited in it. See, we should be excited as Baptist people. It's all right to say amen. It's all right to enjoy the Christian life. John the Baptist did even when he was a baby in the womb. Woohoo! That's him! I mean, it's not just a little kicking. I mean, Elizabeth could tell there's something different in this. I mean, the babe's excited. And so the babe is leaping in her womb. Verse 45 is actual a song. So for those of you who don't believe life could be a musical, here you go. Elizabeth hears her voice. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, the babe leaps. And she goes, oh, it's Mary and the child in there. That's my savior. And the babe has leaped in my womb. And verse 45, she goes into a song. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. She sings that, by the way. That's pretty cool. But notice what the song says. There should be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. How does Elizabeth know that God told her that? There's no cell phones, no texting, no whatever. Notice there are three things here that the Holy Spirit had spoken to Elizabeth to tell Mary. To give her confirmation. First of all, that she was expected. Second of all, that the Savior was in there. Number three, that she came there for the confirmation that God had told Mary these things. How did she know that? God filled her with the spirit and God's directing traffic and God through Elizabeth saying, there you go. This is true. What a great encouragement this is to Mary. What a great God that we have that he cared so much to give her this confirmation. God loves us that much to be able to back up the evidence. One of my life verse, many of you know, it says in Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your spirit, that you may prove the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. You know, one of the things that God loves to do is he loves to give proof, to give evidence, to back up. Now, you have to take the step forward that as we start following and said, I believe this is what God's will is. You take the step and go forward. God will later give you evidence. That's what you are supposed to do. 
That's the proof of it. I'm thankful that God is a God of proof. That God is a God who's real. This isn't imaginary. This isn't fairy tales. This isn't just a hallucination. But as we follow God's will and try to do what we believe that he wants us to, that as we follow him, he gives us evidence. He gives us proof. He confirms that this is true. That's what he did for Mary. Here's Mary who was told an impossible thing. You're going to have a child and this child is going to be the son of God. Congratulations. Um, okay. Listen, you need proof. Go visit Elizabeth. That You can find all the proof you need. So she makes the travel. Maybe it's a couple days. Maybe it's a couple weeks. Whatever it is, she travels. And she shows up in Elizabeth. Elizabeth? Elizabeth? And immediately, three things are told to Elizabeth as she's coming out before she sees Mary that she's expecting that the child is God and that God had sent her here to give evidence to proof of what God had told her. Do you think that wasn't an encouragement to Mary? Do you not think that did something to Mary? Well, let's see how Mary responded to this. Let's see this if you don't mind. Mary recognized her Savior. So we started that Elizabeth recognized her Savior. Then we see that Mary recognized her Savior. Notice as we don't mind. Let's pick it up in verse number 46. So Elizabeth comes and starts off speaking and then turns it to song. Verse number 46. And Mary said, May my soul doth magnify the Lord. Let's pause here. What's going to happen here is Mary speaks. This whole thing is called the Magnificent. It's a song. So for those of you who don't believe in musicals, here you go. Here's Elizabeth who starts off and in the middle of her speech, she turns into song and she begins to sing. How does Mary respond? Not like a normal person. She sings. This is a song that Mary sings back to Elizabeth in response. And it's written to us. It's called the Magnificent. Speaking about Mary's song about the Savior. Listen to the song as she says it. Again, God is controlling. God's order this. Mary says, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Notice this. It all begins with God. It all ends with God. God is the goal. What is the purpose to glorify God? And the time that Mary hears Elizabeth give her those three revelations, those three evidences, Mary goes, God is amazing. Only God could have done this. Only God could have given Elizabeth this information. Only God could produce this. This is amazing. This is what God could do. And she's singing this. Oh, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Verse 47. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. You know what Mary just said here? She needed a savior. May I ask a question? Why does she need a savior? Because she's a sinner who owed God a debt. Mary was a sinner. Now I know that some people in their mind that Mary is not a sinner. They actually have a doctrine of this. The idea of the immaculate conception. It carries the idea that not only was Jesus supernaturally born. It carries the idea that Mary was sinless when she produced a savior. May I say that 
that's incorrect according to what Mary just said? Mary said that she needed a savior. I doth magnify in the Lord my savior. What did she need a savior for? Because she was a sinner. And the Bible says for the wages of sin is death. She owed God a price and that she could not pay it herself. In fact, notice what she does, sings on verse 48. For he, God, her savior, hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, the henceforth of all generations should call me blessed. Notice she said the low estate. She goes, I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy. I'm not perfect. I don't deserve his grace, but he gave it to me anyways. She recognized that she was a sinner in need of a savior. This is how Mary saw the child. Can you imagine how that would be? She knew, by the way, she knew this was going to be her savior. This wasn't something that, Mary, did you know that your little... Yeah, she did know. She knew exactly who he was. She had no doubts about it. God just proved it, evidenced here. She knew exactly who this was. This was my savior. He was going to pay my price. Now, she may not have known exactly how he was going to pay the price, but she knew that this child was born to save her from her sins. She was a sinner. Notice as she continues to sing, verse 49, For he that is mighty had done to me great things, and holy is to his name. Notice she's not talking about herself. She's acknowledging God. Look at what God has done. Holy is name. Look at what he has done for me. Oh, what a great God he is. He has done to me great things. Verse 50. By the way, she's still singing, by the way. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Notice she's recognizing that this Savior born inside of her is going to give a blessing to all those that fear him from generation to generation. Not just for her, but for everyone that comes after from generation to generation. Verse 51. He showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud of the imaginations of their heart. May I pause here? You know, one of the things that God dying on the cross for us shows that there is no other way to get to heaven. There is no other way to get to heaven. Do you know that if you took the problem of how does sinful man get into heaven and you took the smartest people from all time and put them together in a room and said, solve this problem. How can we get sinful man into a perfect heaven? You know, you put the greatest minds together and they would probably say something like this. That in order to go to heaven, in order to purify ourselves, we have to go through a religious ceremony like baptism. And that you have to wash away your sins. We have to magically make the water. Maybe they would come up something like this. That in order to get the favor of God, that we have to show him how sorry and sincere we are. And we have to fast ourselves. Or maybe we have to beat ourselves and show him that we're really sincere. Maybe perhaps they would come up with something like this. They would say, in order to go to heaven, you have to go to church every time the doors are open in order to prove to God that you are righteous. Maybe they would come up something like this, that in order to go to heaven, you have to do a great quest and you have to go travel and slay a dragon. You have to prove that you're mighty before him. Maybe perhaps they would say something like this, that in order to go to heaven and show your sincerity, you have to climb up this magical flight of stairs on your knees and after each step, you would have to go and make a prayer. By the way, Martin Luther did that. 
and it didn't save him. By the way, Martin Luther had to starve himself. And he was at the place where he was so sincerely trying to get God's favor that he was fasting so much that the other priest had to force feed him or he was going to die. Martin Luther came to the place where he said, you know what, I got to show God that I'm sincere. And he would take a whip and whip himself and bleed all over in order to try to say, God, I'm really sorry. But none of that saved him. You know what Martin Luther learned? He learned that the Bible said, it is the gift of God. For the just shall live by it is a gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. That all I have to do is receive the gift. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for me. There is nothing I can do. It was God that did it. And that Verse 51, and he has showed strength with his arm. And he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. You know what? Man wants to try to do something to get us to heaven. That's what religion's all about. By the way, we don't preach religion. We preach a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But religion says you have to do something, be something. You have to earn your way. You have to show your course. When the true Bible says, listen here. It is a gift of God. Jesus paid the price for you. And he loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have the everlasting life. You know what? That ruins the proud. The proud says, I got to do something. I got to be something. When all reality is, it says, I could do nothing. It's all Christ. It's all Christ. Verse 53. He hath filled the hungry with good things. I'm sorry, verse 52. And he hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he sent empty away. He hath helped, hoping that word is helped, his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he has spoken to our father Abraham and to his seed for God forever. May I pause there? What she's recounting is that in the Old Testament, God promised a savior. From the very beginning, he promised a savior. And God is keeping his word through this child that's going to be born. We see that here, Elizabeth saw her savior. He, she acknowledged her savior. We see that Mary recognized her savior. Here's a question for you. Do you recognize your savior? Do you recognize your savior? Do you know for sure that you have a Savior that's forgiven you of your sins? Have you ever come to the place where you personally accepted Jesus as your personal Savior? Let me tell you, Mary recognized she needed a Savior. And she acknowledged who God was. That this is the child God had promised to pay my price. And I'm acknowledging he's the one. If Mary can acknowledge that she was a sinner. And that she needed a Savior. Can you acknowledge that you are a sinner and that you need a savior? Let me tell you, dear friend, it is just as easy as trusting the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God has made it so every single person can go to heaven because of the free gift of his son to die on the cross for our sins. Now remember, Everyone understood. Jesus knew from the very beginning, from the time he was born, he understood he was born to die. 
He was always headed for the cross. He was always headed. He was here for that one purpose to take away the sins of the world. In fact, as you watch Jesus in his early life, as we go through the gospel record of Luke, we could see him acknowledging this. He knew from the very beginning he was born to die. He was born for that one reason, to take away the sins of the world. And he did die. He died on the cross of Calvary. He paid for your sins and mine. But let me tell you good news. He did not stay dead. On the third day Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And when he arose he proved two things. He proved that God, Jesus was indeed God. He also proved that God was satisfied with the payment that Jesus made. And with Jesus had satisfied God's wrath. He was the propitiation of our sins. And not for ours only. But for the sins of the whole world. He paid for every price. For every man. Every woman. Every child. He paid the price. All that comes now is for us to personally. For ourselves. Recognize him as our savior. We understood. And this story here. Elizabeth recognized her savior. Mary recognized her savior. And the question is for you, dear friend, do you recognize your Savior? Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 530-6308. Once again, that number is 920-530-6308. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you. Thank you.